Our faith journey is a story unique to each individual and is constantly being written. No two people are identical, no two days are alike, but God is the same. This is the Real Stories of Life with God podcast, a place for honest conversations about life and faith. I'm your host, Chelsea Eubank, and I'm really glad you're here. Let's jump into today's episode. All right, so tell us a little about yourself. I'm very excited to talk to you. I'm very thankful for you making the time, so I really appreciate that. Um, and being willing to go 30 minutes later for our kids' bedtime routine. <laughs> well, certainly, Chelsea. I appreciate you <laughs> uh, inviting me to the podcast. I feel special. This is the first podcast I've ever been a part of. Yay! I'm glad yeah. to be the inaugural one. Well, Don't know you if go. you'll ever do another one, but I'm very pumped to be the first. Well, yeah. Uh, you know what? If this is the one and only, I think it's a great <laughs> one to be on. <laughs> so uh, my name is Blythe Dant. I am uh, 30 years old. I'm married to... Olivia, been married, uh, matter of fact, a week from today will be our eighth anniversary for work. I'm an airline pilot for American Airlines. I've been with them for a little over a year now, flying the Boeing 737, and it is uh, it's a fantastic job. It's fun. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy it. I get to see some cool stuff, but I also miss being home sometimes, so there's give and take mm-hmm. with everything, you know? Yeah. You're a dad. Yes. Yes, I am a dad. Can't believe I didn't uh, mention that. <laughs> but yep, uh, he's 19 months old. His name is Tarver, and he is uh, so much fun right now. <laughs> but also, is got a you know he's he's got a personality. He's got a temper on him sometimes too. So mm-hmm. it's the, you know he can be really sweet at one second and a terror the next. For all the <laughs> podcast listeners out there, it's a it's a complete joke. But I have always jokingly said that uh, when I met Olivia, I was in the process of praying for patience. So now entering entering this terrible two stage, I must be praying for patience again. <laughs> um, so what is your what is your week to week work for them look like? Are you gone for like a week and then you're home for a few days, or are you is it quicker than that? The quicker turnaround? Yeah, fortunately, it's a little bit quicker than that. Being gone a week would be oh, that'd be tough. Um, yeah. Typically, I, I really like three day trips. Um, if I can get three days, I'm I'm pretty happy camper because it you know. By the time I go all the way up to Charlotte, uh, North Carolina, which is where I'm based, a two-day trip doesn't feel like, you know, it's worth going all the way up there and back. Mm-hmm. Three-day three trip is, you know, it feels feels worthwhile. And a four-day trip is like, man, am I ever going to get back home? So, But usually it's three to four days gone. And then I'll have, uh, you know, right now I've got – I'm on one of two days off. Uh, later, earlier this month, I had six days off in a row. So that's kind of nice. Um, wow. Wow. <clears throat> such an inter- it's such an interesting life. The, the life of a flight attendant or an airline pilot, I think. It is. Uh, I, I lose sight sometimes. I, I hate to say I lose sight of, of how cool what I do is sometimes because of the, the stresses and rigors of it. But yeah, yeah, there are times when I'm reminded that, man, this is a really, really cool opportunity that I have to be able to earn a living this way. Okay. I could talk about that for a long time, but I'm going <laughs> to save some of our time. My first question for you is what currently stirs your love for God? So what currently stirs my love for him um, is just looking and enjoying, looking at and enjoying his creation. Um, Mm -hmm. I get a very different perspective of it sometimes (laughs) than a lot of other people. Um, Right now, one of my, one of my favorite views of God's creation is uh, here lately. I've been doing some overwater flights at night. And so you get to look up at the stars because you're above the majority of the atmosphere and there's no clouds above you and there's no smog and it's just as clear as a bell and you see so many stars. And so 
kind of gives me gives me pause for just how big our God is and that he created all that and that he holds all that. Um, it's just that that blows my mind in and of itself. But then part B of when I'm studying his creation and seeing, you know, just how vast it is, <clears throat> I also get to see the intricacies of it when I'm on the ground. But then the intricacies of the fact that he desires a relationship with us individually. Uh, after you have seen how big it is, mm. uh, it's just, it's powerful. Wow. Yeah. I didn't really think about that. How, how the bigness and vastness and then contradicting to how small right, and how humble we are, you know, what is right. man that you are mindful right. of him. Yeah. Juxtaposing those together. That is cool. Yeah, and it kind of it somewhat brings in perspective and gives new clarity. Uh, and you have to forgive me, I'm awful with where scripture is, but I do <laughs> understand uh, conceptually most of it. I believe it's Paul, I think it's Romans, where he's um, writing about how those, uh, about generic revelation, <clears throat> is what uh. I call it anyway, about how those who uh, have never been verbally, um, introduced to God himself should be able to look at creation and mm. question its creation. And the answer that they should arrive at is that there is a God out there. Um, mm. You know, that, that gives new clarity to me too. When I, when I look at creation from whether I'm on the ground or whether I'm at 38,000 feet over the Atlantic ocean somewhere, looking up at mm. all the stars, um, I understand more why and how, how Paul could write that and, and, and what it means exactly. That's super cool. Um, okay. On the other hand, is there anything that currently stifles your love for God? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> there is. Um, a lot of that is that this, this, this is raw with me uh, in the month of May because I have not had a Sunday off to be mm. at church with my church body. And that is just, it's really tough to go an entire month and not go and corporately worship and corporately study, mm. uh, his word just makes me feel distant. Um, so I, I stifles that. Yeah. I, I don't know if it stifles my love. That may, may, may not be a good way to answer that question, but it does make me feel distant, um, from him. And then kind of part, part B of that is I find myself not using my time wisely. I mean, I have a, a four hour drive to work that fortunately <laughs> I don't, I don't do very often, but man, what an opportunity. And, and I don't, capitalize on it as often as I should, especially in months like this when I haven't been able to go uh, and be a part of my church on a Sunday or Wednesday night. Mm. Is, uh, you know, I've got an awesome opportunity to turn the Bible app on and listen as I'm driving or, um, you know, get a good old Desiring God podcast on and, and yeah. see, what, see what knowledge John Piper and wisdom John Piper can impart through that podcast. Um, you know, and it's just kind of funny how <clears throat> I'm blown away by and I'm humbled by the fact that God desires a relationship with me and I love him for that. Um, but I don't, and I understand intellectually what I'm supposed to be doing, but I don't prioritize correctly, mm. especially when, when I'm feeling distant like this, um, to mm. be able to draw, draw close to him. And that, that, you know, it puzzles me even, uh, that I can't figure out, you know, that I've, I've got this fantastic relationship with the one who created me and knows the hairs on top of my head. Uh, but also knows the number of stars that are out there. That blows me away. But yeah. uh, on my drive to work, I would choose to 
dial up Pandora or an Audible, just regular regular book, rather than rather than using that time to study or pray or listen. Most importantly, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just I don't understand that about myself. Yeah, I can I can relate to that in a a different way, but I'm going to try to circle it back to to what you're saying a little bit in that. Um, I so desire to know the voice of the Lord as I'm parenting mm-hmm. and just in my day to day because I'm at home with them and whether it's like wisdom to handle a situation or just to right. know that I'm not alone. You know, I mm-hmm. so desperately want to know his voice and hear from him, but then I don't want to sit in silence and right. I don't, I don't want to, um, I would rather watch something or, um, I don't know, be entertained kind of. Because it is the harder choice. Even if I believe that he is with me, in me, and wants to hear from me, for some reason, it is still the harder choice. And I don't know if that's just because it takes more effort than to just numb out on something or to be entertained or that he is not necessarily entertaining. So I am with you on that. I definitely want you to not think that you're alone in that because I, I can relate to that too, that tension of, I know I want you. So why would I still rather choose this other thing? Right. Yeah. It's confusing, isn't it? It is. It is very, it is very interesting. Yeah. Um, I used to have this line that I would say to John that if I am too tired to come to the Lord, as in it feels tiring to me to, to come to him because I feel like I have to do something, then I'm probably right. thinking about him wrongly. Right. Because sometimes I don't want to do the sermon, the John Piper sermon, because I'm like, I just don't have the brain power today. Right. Or I don't want to ride in silence because I'm like, I've been giving of myself all day long. I want to do something for me or whatever. Or I don't want to. Anyway, I'm bored doing this thing. And Mm -hmm. so then I just kind of close in on myself sort of or put more space between us because I feel like I have to be a particular way to come to him. Right. Or to be in his presence or something. And right. I forget that that is not the case. <laughs> Absolutely. And right? then, it, isn't that a great thing that we don't have to do anything Nothing. to prepare to prepare ourselves yes. to, be, to be present with him? He knows my he knows me better than anyone. He knows my, like when I'm trying to hide a bad thing, he already knows it. Absolutely. When I'm trying to elevate a good thing, he is not that impressed. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So I think I just have to keep in front of me that. What what seems tiring about that thing um, is something that maybe the devil is trying to get to me with or something. Right. Yeah, and and so you know it's 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 really interesting how a lot of times you just don't don't pay attention to it, especially in the moment. Don't pay attention to the fact that hey, I, I know I'm supposed to go do this, you know, whatever whatever it may be. I know I'm, I need to spend some time with him, however that may look. Um, but but then later on, as we're having a conversation like this one right here, we think about the fact that 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 was probably a very real attack from the devil. I feel like right. a lot of times we we will focus so much, and it's not a bad thing at all, whatsoever. But we focus so much on making time to listen, um, pray, and read and grow. But uh, I feel like it's equally important to keep our defenses up and, and recall the fact, remember the fact that we're waging spiritual warfare mm-hmm. there's there's an enemy out there that uh, we need to be just as diligent at blocking as we are listening and and growing yeah 
And I wonder too, if there's some freedom in not blocking him into one particular method, like say if you're just tired that day, because maybe the last couple of days with Tarver or with stuff y'all have done is kind of busy. And you're like, you know what, Lord, I would rather just listen to music, but I'm going to invite you into this moment. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to imagine really put it in my imagination that you're here with me and I'm just going to do this thing because I know you love me. And if this is where my energy level is at, it doesn't have to, I think sometimes I box him into like, well, he's more pleased when I'm doing something cerebral, you know, right, right. when I'm studying something or doing something very scholarly. I'm like, right. that does not mean that he cannot be adored or enjoyed by me doing something that I enjoy necessarily. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't want to put him in this box and be like, you can only come and meet with me when I'm doing these things. Right. Almost like we got to, we got to have our house clean and our apron freshly pressed and some cookies in the oven to have friends come over and be prepared. Yeah. Instead yeah, of just saying, Hey guys, y'all, y'all come on. I just enjoy spending time with you. However it may look. Yeah. It's yes. like keeping the main thing, the main thing. Like the main thing is that I love the Lord. Right. And I want to love him in this moment by being with him in this way. And some days that might be, I need my mind renewed. I need that right now. Mm-hmm. And in other times it might be, you know what? I just need to rest in him. And the resting is going to be look like this Pandora playlist. Right. Yeah. Yep. It's good. Um, uh, my next fill in the blank, the truth that God is blank means a lot to you because blank. I think my answer to that would be the truth that God is both Lord and Savior is um, is great to me because um, I don't often remember that. Or, or a lot of times we, we focus on the fact that he's our Savior, um, mm. but but we glass over the fact or, or conveniently uh, don't pay attention to the fact that he is the Lord of our life as well. And that we have to submit to him because that's not a fun thing, obviously. It's great. It's great. It's totally fun. There's no downside to being saved until we put in there that he's both our Lord and our Savior. And so, you know, him being Lord of our lives, we have to be willing to give up certain things, whether it be Mm. Pandora playlists that we'd prefer to listen to, like we were just talking about, or, uh, you know, or or making sure that we prioritize him in in, in whatever time we choose to make, listen and, and obey. When he speaks Ooh. to us, yeah, is, is, is I feel like um, you know there's there's two parts to that. He's both our Lord and our Savior. A lot of times we focus on how great it is. That he's our Savior, and that's fantastic. I'm not saying it's a bad thing to focus on because a lot of times that just gives me pause, um, just to know that the, the sin that it has been and, and is and will continue to be present in my life is forgiven. Mm. Man, that's that's powerful. On the flip side of that coin. The fact is, is the fact that he's still our Lord, that, that we have to, you know, he's, he's an authority. He is the authority figure in our life that we mm. have to obey and submit to. That is so true. It's so hot. Like, yeah, yeah. All so true. There was a um, friend of mine said recently that suffering is just a path to sanctification as quote unquote safety is. Right, And it, I'm thinking about that because I think a lot of times we resist things that are uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You said like submitting the thing that I would rather do because maybe he's leading me or convicting me to do something else. Right, And that is hard to lay that down or surrender that or sacrifice, quote unquote, sacrifice that. Right. But I wonder, or do you think that it might be because we 
we almost assume that anything uncomfortable is wrong. Does that make sense? Like it does. If I, it's I'm... what's right, maybe it should feel easy. Uh huh. Or we resist things that are uncomfortable because that can't possibly. <laughs> That's too hard anyway, to be right. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah it does. Sense? Like, like maybe obedience can be a way to intimacy with God, even more than just the fuzzy feelings of being saved can be intimacy with God. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That and that does. I'm chewing on that. Kind of, kind of where my head goes with that, and bear with me because my brain works weird sometimes. I, f- I feel like that comes from our own just selfish human nature, mm-hmm. selfish, sinful human nature. That um, you know, it seems hard to us because we've got to do X, Y, Z, whatever that may be, however that may look, and, and you know, we, we start thinking uh, about what kind of effort that's going to take out of us? Mm. What am I, what am I going to have to do with that? And that's just, yeah, you know, it's, it's a very, right. It's, it's a very, um, I feel like selfishness is potentially the root of most, if not all sin. And, you know, that's, that is a, I feel like a very practical and a very real, um, out of yourself, pick yeah. up your cross and follow me type of, of an example, you know, whatever it may be, we're, we're talking about doing prioritizing, I feel like that's why it's hard for us not to make the right decision or hard for us to make the right decision. That's the harder thing. And it doesn't feel natural because our, our nature is just selfish yes. sin- sinfulness. Um, do you think also too, there might be an element I can only speak from my experience, but I wonder too, if there's an element of, of fear in there, because sometimes I, I don't necessarily want to do what's uncomfortable because I am afraid that he's not going to like be there on the other side. Or like, I'm afraid he's not going to be enough for me. So I want to like keep my comfortable thing over here or cling to what I'm like managing or controlling or something Absolutely. or what's more comfortable because I'm more familiar with, maybe it comes down to trust also like, okay, if I obey you, if I deny myself in this area, I have to also trust that you're not just going to leave me hanging out to dry. Right. Right. Because he would never do that. He's not, that's not in his nature. But I think I sometimes forget that part. And I think, well, if I do this hard, uncomfortable thing, are you going to be enough for me? And he will always be enough. But if we never get to that side, we won't experience that of him. Yeah. And we don't, we don't ever see it. Um, Right. Right. You know, sometimes we're forced into those really, really hard things. Sometimes those, you know, we we see him and the way he um, acts in our life uh, in a very real way. And, and, and I think something we choose to do. And sometimes it's, it's a situation that we're forced in where we're, you know, uh, you know, I think of David as he's running from, from Saul for his life yeah. for 10, 10 to 15 years. And we're just yeah. totally, totally relying on him. Um, and we have to, at that point, we have to, and we're instructed to walk by faith and not by sight. Mm-hmm. So you're not alone in the fact that you're like, Lord, you know, are you, are you going to carry me through this? Um, yeah. Or, I think that's what we kind of forget. But that is kind of by definition what faith is. Right. Trusting risk, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we know we know that we're, we're unsure about this, whatever it may be. Um but yeah, I like the way you put that. Trusting 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 risk. risks. Or that the risk will be mitigated for us. And that we don't have to do that. I mean, which is 
a lot of times, it's especially with my job, it's up to me. That's, that is the name of my game is, is mm-hmm. identifying and mitigating risks in the air. Yeah. I was and, actually going to ask you that, and I wasn't sure at one point I was if it was going to fit in this conversation, but I'm going to ask it at the moment since you brought that up. Yeah. Like, is that when you're flying a plane, are you thinking about, do you get nervous at all that you have all these people in your, in your hands, basically? Like, I mean, you're doing a job, you know, this machine, you know, you have flown this machine so many times you have right. so much experience under your belt. Like, is that ever a thing? Not, not particularly unless passengers okay, are, are acting a fool back there. <laughs> and then I kind of remember, Oh yeah, we got some people back there that, you know, aren't, aren't making great decisions right now. But most of the time it's, it's, uh, the way our policies and procedures are written uh, keeps the public safe by nature. So most of the time my focus is just to comply with those, whatever they may be. And I know that I can trust those policies and procedures and mm. slows and checklists, all those things. Yeah. I, I, inher- I inherently know that I can trust those, that they will get both myself, my flight crew, and all of our passengers yeah. safely to the destination. So that's not really a whole lot of thought on my mind of, hey, I've got 172 people behind me that are all counting mm. on me. Um, and it's kind of funny. I'll, I'll say this jokingly sometimes, you know, everybody thank the flight crew for a safe flight. It's like a, it's, it's all I do. It's all I do is give you a safe flight. I've done the least of my job, for one. <laughs> but for two, if, if I don't give you a safe flight, uh, whatever risk I'm exposing is to, I'm the first one to get there because I'm in the front of the airplane. Right, right. <laughs> You're pretty safe by nature of my own selfish, um, you know, self-preservation virtues. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I wonder if they're in that like metaphor. I wonder if there's a metaphor for spiritual life. Like, okay, if God, God is in control of all the variables outside of my control. Mm-hmm. And I am in charge of following the policies and protocols, trusting him for the things outside of my control, trusting him to help me do the policies and protocols. But I'm not really thinking, I don't bear so much responsibility for the things outside my control. I'm right. only really thinking about what's, does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Like I do the next right thing or something like don't take on the whole on top of your shoulders. I don't know. Right. Right. Okay. And, and kind of where my brain goes with that too is um, just with, with you and I talking when we walk by faith and not by sight, as we were talking about mitigating risk and, and trusting that God will mitigate the risks for us, most of the time I'm so self-reliant. Um, mm. and it's, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of a control freak that I, I've had to mitigate my own risks. That's just the nature of my job. But man, what what um, what if I I just inherently trusted God to know that. He has already mitigated all those risks. It's, it's not. It's not on me to do that. He's. He's got mm-hmm. this. It's just up to me to follow. To follow, follow and obey the proce- yeah. the, free, the procedures that he's laid out for us. Right. Yeah. That's the metaphor yeah, yeah. that comes. Um, and then and then we know that we can trust him. It's like I inherently trust my captain when I'm flying with him. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna be thinking about that for a long time after this conversation. Yeah, that's a very cool perspective. Okay. My last question is: What is something you are looking forward to? So, um, I'm looking forward to next Tuesday. And like I mentioned at the beginning of our conversations, Olivia and I's anniversary. And I'm looking forward to that. Um, it's just special when you've been with somebody you've been mm-hmm. married, will be, have, have been married eight years, which and to some of those listeners will sound like just a drop in the bucket to those of us who haven't been married that long. You and John are, are around us. 
Where are y'all at? Six or seven? This year will be nine for us. Nine. Okay. Dang. So we're yeah, one year ahead of you. Yep. Yeah. One year. Yeah. So I mean, I look back and I'm I'm like eight years, and that's a long time. And, and I really, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm looking forward to celebrating that with her. It's on a weekday, so it's not like we're going be able to go off anywhere but mm-hmm. um you know just celebrating that with her cooking a nice dinner at home just enjoying some time together with her and the fact that i'm actually off and we'll be home on our anniversary special that too. is pretty cool yeah yeah so that's short term long term i have vacation in november nice. and uh, we're we're gonna you know in the in the brown tradition we're gonna make our way down to the, the mouse house mickey mouse house nice <laughs> so fun yeah, so I'm looking forward to that too. It's it's you know we don't go every year, but when we do go, uh, I'm like a kid at Christmas for. Oh, I love it. Six to eight months beforehand, uh, just because I enjoy it. So, yeah, um, we're looking forward to it. Well, Blythe, I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation, and a lot of times I will tell people like even if I did not publish these conversations, I would be so blessed by just getting to have them because they're always so enjoyable and encouraging to me. And so again, yeah. I really want to thank you for taking the time because it has been very encouraging to me and very inspiring and reflective. And so I'm assuming and hoping that it's going to be that for some.